Hello, you are listening to the Rude Health Podcast with me, Hayley Food Ninja, where I aim to bring you all the latest tools, tips and strategies to help you create your own version of healthy without a kale smoothie in sight. Enjoy the episode. So today... I thought I'd talk a little bit about goal setting because I've been talking to a couple of people actually, one uh, a client and one someone else that I was talking to about whether their goals were motivating enough for them. People who, for example, are relatively fit and they don't have a pressing reason to want to lose weight or get healthier or get fitter it can be really hard to motivate yourself sometimes if your goal isn't really compelling. So yeah, that sort of got me thinking about goals. And and recently as well, I have set myself, quite frankly, a fucking ridiculous goal that I'm going to talk to you about. And even though it's absolutely fucking stupid, I feel quite confident that I'm going to achieve it because I've got some really compelling reasons why I want to do it. But before I get into that and my little reveal, oh, I thought I'd, yeah, sort of cover a little bit of the basic stuff that I talk to my clients about in terms of goal setting. And one of the things that I see probably most regularly is people setting some goals and thinking about all of the rewards that are going to come and how amazing it's going to be and all of the really positive things about their goal. But when you set some goals, you also need to think about yes, those rewards are brilliant and I can visualise all those things and I can imagine myself doing these things, but it's also about what cost are you willing to pay to achieve that goal? Because a goal is going to be difficult to achieve. It should be challenging because a goal is a detour from the path of least resistance because most of the time when we're going about our daily business we do a lot of things on autopilot which we have to right because imagine if you had to consciously think about i must brush my teeth i must tie my shoelaces so a lot of things are done in the subconscious so goals are hard because you've got to consciously take a detour away from this path of least resistance so when i talk to my clients we talk about having these two elements to achieve their goal and also talking about not just visualizing the positives. If that sounds a bit like gobbledygook, let me explain. So most goals have two elements to achieve in them. So you've got to have the will and the way. What I mean by that is the will is the motivational bit, right? It's your desire, your mindset, your intention, whether you prioritise your goal over everything, it's the will to achieve that goal. And that's the bit that if that is not really strong, if you haven't got a really compelling reason why you want to achieve this goal, it'll be really fucking hard. And I know that probably sounds a bit weird because people are probably thinking, why would you set yourself a goal you don't really want to achieve? But I do see it quite a lot. And sometimes I see people striving for goals that they think they show you think you want a promotion in your job you think you ought to want to buy the next model car up wow that's me really um showing people my the depth of my knowledge about cars there but it it might be something that someone else wants for you or it might be a societal expectation for example um and i think of the amount of times i've had calls with people who 
say they want to lose weight, but actually when you dig down a little bit deeper, they're not there yet. They're not ready. It's not their goal. It might be their doctor said they have to lose weight, or it might even be that their husband or wife has seen that they're really unhappy about their weight and pushed them into having this when they're not quite there yet. They're not quite ready. Having the will is really important. And in fact, that's probably the most important bit that you need to bring to the table because the other element, which is the way, which is the knowledge and the skills to be able to execute the things you need to achieve this goal, the cognitive ability, the capacity, that kind of thing, you can get help with that. I'm here for most of the time. People come to me with a goal, um, which might be, I want to improve my sleep. I want to lose weight. I want to learn how to improve my relationship with food and stop using food as a coping mechanism, for example. That's my job is to show them the way to do that, to give them the skills and the knowledge. So if you've got a goal that the desire and the will to achieve it is strong, it almost doesn't matter if you haven't got the skills yet because you can find a coach or someone to be accountable to or you can take a course to develop that. And if you've got that really strong desire, you're going to do everything it takes to get the knowledge and the skills. So it's it's almost like that's the easy bit, right? Whereas for me, when people say to me, oh my God, I really want to lose fat and I've been trying for years and I've been on every diet, but I just don't know how to do it. I'm just like, this is fucking awesome because they've got a really compelling reason. They've failed lots and lots of times. They feel like shit about themselves. And I've got this way that's really actually really simple and, and it, it will fit. We can adapt it to their lifestyle and stuff. The will to achieve a goal or having the right goal that's really compelling is super, super important. Yeah, I'm going to talk a little bit about this ridiculous goal I've set for myself as an example of something that has a really compelling reason, right? So there's two reasons. So the first one, oh, this is going to be a bit personal now. Should I be being super personal on my podcast? I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know how to be any other way. So let's just go for it. Let me say, I don't know, about two or three months ago, probably a bit longer, probably about six months ago, if I'm being honest. I am obviously a woman of a certain age. I know, I know, I don't look that old but I am of that age where perimenopausal menopausal stuff is starting to happen right shit's starting to hit the fan is the best way that I can describe and obviously as a health professional right I know all of the physical things that might happen but what I wasn't really prepared for was how it was gonna make me feel mentally and the best way I can describe it is I started to feel like I would never really do anything extraordinary ever again. I wouldn't be capable of it or I'm getting too old for it, which I know sounds really fucking ridiculous. Age is just a number. I truly believe that, especially if you're taking care of yourself because age really is truly just a number then. But I'm just trying to like be real about the way I felt about it. I felt like I was disappearing. I felt like I was becoming less important to people. Like I didn't have anything important to say or, I don't know, I don't know how to describe it really. It just, I felt like I was getting smaller and less useful and, oh, you're getting to an age now where you'll never really do anything extraordinary or achieve great things. And like I said, there's no logic to this. It's purely fucking emotional, hormones all over the place. But I, it really did start to affect me and, 
like I said, I felt like I was getting small. And, and I wallowed in that for a little while. And then I thought, who's to say that I won't do that? It's only me who can decide that actually I can still do extraordinary things. So that's one of the reasons I set myself this challenge. So the challenge is... <laughs> Last year, was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. I was due to do a 100 kilometer walk across the South Downs. And it's a 100 kilometer continuous walk. So you walk for, I don't know, like 24, 28 hours, however long it's gonna take. So I was gonna do that. And about five days before we were due to do it, I got COVID, which if I'm honest, is probably a good idea because I did hardly any training. Like I love walking, right? But had I been going out for massive long walks up hills and all that shit? Not really. So it was probably a good thing that it didn't happen. And then, as I say, all this like menopause shit happened not long after that. And I started to think, oh, I wouldn't have been able to do it anyway. And I'm not, I'm not a super fit person anymore, which as someone in my industry, it's a really horrible feeling. So I thought, do you know what? When when all this kind of feeling smaller, feeling like I was disappearing happened, I thought, do you know what? Fuck it. I am gonna do that 100 kilometer walk. Um, I probably can't persuade anyone else to do it with me again, like I did last time. Certainly my other half is just like, now I'm out, which is fair enough. I'll do it on my own, it's fine. I'm still gonna be capable of doing extraordinary things. And I have to say, the reason I came out of that rut or that period of self-indulgence pity part is due, you know, in no small part to the fact that I started CrossFit again. And I know people are like, mm, CrossFit, drink the Kool-Aid, it's like a cult. But I joined CrossFit again in June Westover CrossFit, give a little shout out to my box. And it's really helped me again with my confidence in terms of being fit and stuff and lifting weights and all that kind of stuff. Like I said, I started again in June. So I think that kind of helped me get out of this rut and gave me a bit more of my old attitude back, which was like, oh, fuck this, I am gonna do something extraordinary. So there's a company called Action Challenge and they run a series of these events called the Ultra Challenge Series. As I said, most of them are 100K walks. Some of them are like 50K walks, that kind of thing. So I went onto the website. When was this? I don't know, probably about five, six weeks ago. And I thought I'm gonna pick one of these 100K walks and I'm gonna do it because I, I can do it, I can do it. I've got my mojo back and I'm gonna do it. So I was browsing on the website and I thought, should I do the South Downs one again? Shall I pick something different? Anyway, I couldn't decide. And I was on the website and I thought, you know what? If you wanna do something extraordinary, put your money where your mouth is, like literally step up. And I thought, fuck it, I'm gonna do all of them. <laughs> so I am doing all 14 Ultra Series Challenge events next year and that is two marathons i'm walking these by the way i'm not fucking running i'm not that stupid so i'm doing two marathons i am doing four 50 kilometer walks and i'm doing eight 100 kilometer walks which i know stupid the first one is in january and then the last one is in october so I signed up for them all and I was like, fuck it, I'm doing all of them, I'm gonna do all of them. And then I started putting them in my diary and I was like, hang on a minute. A lot of these 100K walks are only two weeks apart. 
So like the, the first one is at the end of April and it's around the, the perimeter of the island. But then two weeks later, there's another 100 kilometer one. And then two weeks later, there's another one. And then two weeks later, there's another one. It's quite a feat I've set for myself. All from a little perimenopausal pity party. <laughs> As if the perimenopause doesn't have enough to fucking answer to. So I'm doing this challenge. And like I said, I, I did have a compelling reason in that I just felt shit and I just wanted to feel like I was still capable of amazing things, you know, and that will get me so far. So that's a, a personal challenge that I've set myself. But then I started thinking, like, why shouldn't someone else get the benefit of my blood, sweat, tears, blisters? whatever else is going to happen to me. I'm doing these walks with a fucking spinal fusion, so who knows what's going to happen, whether I'll actually be in one piece by the end. And I, But I didn't, want, I didn't want the pressure of having to raise a certain amount of sponsorship money, so I decided to self-fund them. But then I thought, actually, why shouldn't somebody get the benefit? And I will raise money for charities that I want to, raise money for that mean a lot to me and then also I don't have to raise a minimum amount so I'm not hounding people for loads of money but I will raise some money for some charities that mean a lot to me because that will also give me more of the will it'll give me the desire the motivation I'll be in the right mindset because I won't just be doing it for me I'll be doing it for other people so the charities that I've chosen so I'm, I've chosen two charities and I'm going to split the proceeds equally between the two. So the first one is Mind, mental health charity. I could do a whole other fucking podcast about why Mind means a lot to me, but let's not go there just yet. Suffice to say, I've had quite a few periods of poor mental health and quite a few diagnoses of different kinds, shall we say. And I've had the benefit of accessing mental health services when I've needed, and it's really helped me with all the pressures that are on the NHS at the moment I think mind will their work is even more important because I know for example that I had the benefit of having talking therapies for quite a long period of my life and right now I know that the waiting lists for that are 18 months in some areas so I know that mind will be a lifeline to a lot of people so that's my first charity. The second one is a community project that is run by my friend Kristen Ingraham Morgan, who is the owner of LN CrossFit in Lincoln. So she runs a project called the Strong Girls Squad. And this is a project that goes into schools and community groups and stuff like that and teaches girls age 11 to 17 how to lift weights and to encourage them and let them know that lifting weights and being strong is cool and the reason i've decided to support that project not only is it because my friend Kristen is just a fucking badass and i know that those girls will be getting so much value out of it but also, I think if I'd had access to that kind of thing when I was that age, things might have gone quite differently. When I was age 11 to 17, I was regularly running away from home, drinking alcohol, taking drugs, doing all sorts of shit that I shouldn't have been doing, basically. And I know that since I've started lifting weights and doing CrossFit, the effect that it's had on my mental health in the past sort of 10 12, 15 years since I've been lifting weights and stuff, it, it's been 
really impactful and has helped my mental health massively. And I just think if I'd had access to something like Strong Girl Squad when I was 11, 12, 13 and just doing a hell of a lot of shit that I shouldn't have been doing that actually continued into my adult life, some of it, then I think my life would have been a lot different. And I really hope that these girls get the benefit of that. That is a really good example of having a really compelling will part of your goal because I bet when I ugly crying kilometre 70 on like my third walk and it's pitch black and it's fucking rain think yes thinking about those personal challenges that I talked about that all this kind of perimenopausal stuff that might have got me so far but thinking about the people that might be helped by mind or thinking about those girls who might discover a love of doing massive fucking deadlift, that's what's going to keep me walking through blisters and whatever else. I don't know, I'll probably get attacked by cows or something. Whatever else is going to happen on these walks. Yeah, well, that's a bit of a personal share today. But I just wanted to show you like the power of a really evocative will or desire that, that you need. Because lots of people can provide you with the way. The way for me achieving my goal is going to be doing lots of walking, training. I've already started doing that. And some of my friends from CrossFit and stuff have been walking with me and that's going to really help me as well. So I've got my way sorted. But thing is to do the way, to do the training walks, to keep myself injury free, to feed myself well so that I lessen my risk of injury and keep myself strong. I need to have that will, that really strong desire to be able to execute those things to achieve my goal. Yeah, I hope that makes sense. And I guess the only other thing that I want to say about goal is that a lot of people spend a lot of time thinking about or doing visualization, right? What's it going to be like when I've achieved my goal? You know, what's it going to look like? What is the outcome going to be? What's the ideal end point? How am I going to look? How am I going to feel? What kind of person am I going to be? But most people stop there. And then what happens is when they're along this like path to nirvana, they forget to think about what are the barriers gonna be, right? Because when you come across a barrier that is put in your way to you achieving your goal, if you haven't thought about how you're gonna deal with that in advance, it could very well just knock you off that path and then you decide that the goal isn't worth it. So in terms of visualization, yes, visualize how amazing it's gonna be when you get to the end, but also make sure you visualize what barriers am I gonna come up against? Who's going to criticise me? What are they going to say? What am I going to say to them? How will I deal with it? What's my plan for this stuff? What will I do when this barrier happens or this person says this thing? How will I deal with it? And that's something that I've been thinking about a lot because yes, it's all very well for me to have this really strong desire and motivation to do these walks. But what will happen if I don't visualise how they're actually going to feel what will happen at three o'clock in the morning when I'm 70 kilometers in and it's pissing down with rain and my the batteries run out on my head torch and I've got blisters and I'm limping to the next checkpoint. If I don't think about that now, 
how will I feel if I've never imagined that situation and then the first time it happens to me, it's going to make it really hard to not give up. At the moment, I'm doing a little brainstorm of what could go wrong on these walks. You know, could I run out of water, for example? And what's the plan? First of all, to mitigate that and stop it happening. But what's the plan if it does happen? How many batteries do I need in my head torch, for example? What will I do if I get blisters? How will I treat them? Should I start practicing my foot care and blister treatment now, for example? Doing all of these things now means that I'm increasing my chance of success because I'm not just thinking about the feeling of getting over the finish line and getting another medal, right? I'm not just thinking about that. That's not enough because if I come across a barrier and I haven't thought about it, what's the likelihood that I'm going to get to the end? Not very likely, is it? If you would like to know more about my Ultra Series Challenge, then I'm going to put the link to my GoFundMe page in the show notes. Um, If you would like to sponsor me, that would be amazing. I understand that obviously I haven't actually done any of these walks yet. So if you want to wait until I'm two or three in just to make sure that I'm actually going to do them, then do that. But yeah, you can read a little bit more about why I've chosen these charities and stuff. And yeah, any kind of sharing that you can do or anything like that, then I'd be really grateful for it. If you live near one of these walks and you would like to meet up, if you'd like to do part of the walk with me, because you can do a quarter of the walk or half of the walk as well, let me know, send me a message because I'd really like to use it as an opportunity to meet lots of people, people I've not met in real life, internet friends, if you will. Anyway, that's it. I hope you've enjoyed this episode, a little bit different, a little bit of personal sharing, oversharing probably, I'm quite good at that. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. If you've got any questions you want answered on the next podcast, send them in to me, Haley at food.ninja. I'd love to do an episode where I answer everybody's questions. That'd be really cool. And until then, thanks for listening and take care of yourselves. Bye.